Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. Tonight, my name is Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight, we're discussing all things food, and we'll get into social media shaming. Is it the new spanking? Now, before I get started, let me do a little show maintenance and explain how this show works to all of the new listeners out there. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Now, unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, celebrities, and more. Now, this show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics can be random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to join the mix tonight is 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, my show legends, or the show, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. 
T2Q radio show number 481 starts right after the words from the award-winning sponsor, Truth Devour, and from Liquid Life Diet Drops. From the Enigma series comes the contemporary romantic trilogy by author Truth Devour. Wanton, the winner of the L.A. Book Festival Romance category, is the first book in the trilogy that will get your heart pumping from the start. This is no ordinary love story. Its depth of range eloquently transitions moves from sexually electrifying to nostalgic to existential. An unforgettable journey which will leave you pleasurably aching for more. If it feels so good loving the wrong person, imagine how wonderful it's going to be when you love the right one. Now is your time. Truth Devour. www.truthdevour.com Congratulations on your decision to achieve a healthier lifestyle and seek optimum health. It's a noble and wise goal that will help you live a longer and healthier life. Liquid Life Drops are made from high-quality and completely natural ingredients that work along with your body's natural processes to help you feel better. Our product is non-homeopathic and in liquid form. It contains no hormones and is 100% safe. It has a very pleasant taste and is sweetened with stevia. Liquid Life Drops has a variety of health benefits. Not only do they make you feel great, they also support maintaining weight and weight loss if you need to lose a few pounds. Please contact us at www.liquidlifedrops.us if you have any questions. We are here for you and success. All right, my thanks to truthdevour.com and liquidlifedrops.us. Okay, now we all have our favorite meals, our favorite cuisines, our favorite foods. Social media has really generated a lot of food buzz, um, you know, even more so than cable TV, because social networking allows people to reach those who may not even watch the Food Network or the Cooking Channel. I mean, how many times have you seen a photo from one of your Facebook friends of a burger that looks on point? I mean, the first thing that you try to do is find out, you know, where can I get that burger? And it's actually pretty cool, and it has created a community of of, of people that we like to refer to as foodies. Well, on tonight's show, for our main searchforithere.com topic, we'll discuss some of the foods, likes and dislikes, uh, some of our favorite and most hated restaurants, all of that and more on T2Q. Okay. Now, I'm coming off of a weekend where I experienced some wonderful food. I spent the weekend in New Orleans, so, you know, that means seafood, um, Cajun spices, and things of that nature. And let me tell you, everything I ate was pretty much amazing. I had some seafood pasta, like, you know, shrimp pastas and, I mean, fried catfish, just Anything you can think of, I mean, I was able to partake in it this weekend, even some stuffed crab, which is something I don't normally eat. And um, it was great. So sometimes it does depend on where you go. That may determine what you eat. But that's something we'll get into tonight, um, along with some other things. Let me first go to the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, and welcome on Buck. Buck, what's going on? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, man. How are you doing? Man, doing good. Had a great Memorial Day weekend, and I hope um, 
people kind of reached out to, you know, not only the ones that have served the country that have passed on, but also the ones that are still alive because, um, you know, I think it's important that we all, you know, honor those while they're still living versus waiting to honor them after they pass away. They already sacrificed enough by, you know, doing something for our country, you know, that some of us, you know, a lot of us don't really get to take it, you know, take advantage of. So, you know, it's just real good to honor them, not only just on Veterans Day, but Memorial Day too, the ones that are still living as well. No doubt, man. No doubt. You definitely set a mouthful there. So, All right. We'll go ahead and get to it. 347-202-0215 is the number. And all right, so first question, simple question, but and I pretty much know the answer, but this is just for the listeners out there. Uh, can you cook, and if so, how often do you cook? Can I cook? Is that, man, I can throw down on stove, and that's that's one of my strong points. Um, I love cooking. I cook every day. Um, I had somebody ask me, not um, I think maybe last week or the week before last, what you know, do I cook full meals? Well, yes, I do. I cook full meals every time I cook. You know, um, it's very seldom that I get something out of the frozen freezer case and actually, you know, cook. I will do mm-hmm. that, you know, or snack. But I like to cook full meals, man. Meat, two vegetables, you know. Maybe some bread every once in a while. Um, okay. Maybe a grain, grains like a noodles or rice or something like that. But every time I get on, every time, man, you know, and grilling, you know, any anything that has baking, grilling, from scratch, from a box, it doesn't matter. It's just something that I've been doing ever since I was 11 years old. Okay. Now, me, myself, I've gotten to the point to where I actually enjoy cooking, uh, preferably on the grill. But um, I, I, can, I enjoy doing everything except for frying. I just, for some reason, I just ref- refuse to fry. Um, maybe because it's the mess. Just maybe because it's just, you know, you have to really watch the food. I don't know, but I just won't do it. So baking and grilling is kind of my thing. However, I have to work on my vegetables because I, I just haven't taken the time to really learn how to do it. You know, I mean, I've done it before, but not often enough to where I can just go in and throw something together real quickly. It's kind of time consuming for me because I have to think about what has to be done next. So. Once I get my vegetables down, oh man, I'm gonna be all world. So, but okay, so um, what would you say? What what food do you cook best? All of it. Uh, I'm just hey, I I'm I'm very strong when it comes to cooking, man. I, I'll give you an example. Um, when my son came home for Christmas, you know he want you know I wanted to make sure he had a, a traditional Christmas dinner. And in some people's circle. Now, turkey is a traditional, you know, traditional meal for, for Christmas. is also traditional for Thanksgiving as well. Right. But this time, I don't think he's ever experienced a turkey as large as this one. When me and my ex were together. We, I didn't, I don't think we did one larger than four pounds. So this one was twenty-two pounds. So you know, first of all, that's a protection for a woman to do. So for a guy to do it, I got some skills. But, you know, there's a lot of people, that, a lot of guys that won't try it. So not only did I try it, I also tried different um, different dressing as well. I went with a cranberry dressing versus a traditional cornbread dressing. So, to you know, to do that, 22-pound turkey and cranberry dressing, 
and the turkey turned turned out just super tender. I mean, 22 pounds. It's hard to get a 22 pound turkey tender, but not for me. I was able to do it with no problems at all, and he was just amazed because I don't think he really understood how you know how good I cook until doing that. He was like, "Dad, this is like above and beyond." He said, I think you, you're not mama ass on this one. And I was like, well, I wasn't trying to outdo her. However, you know, proof's in the taste. So. I mean, some people take it seriously, and then some people don't. Um, you know, when I think about when I first moved out of my parents' house and started cooking on my own, I really didn't take it seriously. I just wanted uh, food, essentially. So something quick a quick sandwich. Uh, I mean, I always scramble my eggs too hard. Um, I always overcook things, you know, because I wanted to be confident that they were done. And it just took time for me to, to one, I had to take things seriously. And then two, I had to pay attention to what was going on. I have to try to be more consistent with my routine and my approach. And I think a lot of times, Buck, people aren't consistent in their approach when it comes to cooking. You know, it's like um, I try to do the same thing in the same order when I cook. So that way, there's no doubt in my mind what the food is going to taste like because I've done it before. That makes sense. And in a lot of ways, I mean, for me, my mom started out on pancakes. The reason she started out on pancakes, she goes, no matter how many times you try to be consistent or have a special pancake maker or anything like that, Pancakes come out different. So if you can master the con- some sort of consistency on pancakes, she said you can master consistency on anything. And you know what? It's, there was some truth to that. Um, hmm. I mean, because it, it's just a pancakes and waffles, there's no way you can do it the same every time. It's always going to come out different. But if you can get close every single time you're doing it, then it makes everything else that you learn how to cook that much easier. Now, I know it sounds crazy about, you know, picking pancakes of all things, but think about this. Bacon is also is just as hard to cook as, as pancakes because bacon comes out different almost every time, too, because if you don't cook it just right, it could burn, you know, or be too crispy or what have you. So if you learn on those two of the harder things, it makes your other things, you build consistency by trying to perfect those two, then you kind of work your way on to other things. And that's, you know, my mom said, look, by the time you grow, grow up, you probably have some lady that don't know how to cook. She goes, I don't want you to go hungry, so I better show you this and you better pay attention. And you know what? It worked. Because I have, you know, I have, you know my lady goes, God, I can't believe you. It helps you create stuff, too. You know, you things that hit you in the head and you don't necessarily use the recipe, you know, if you just bored one day and you decide you want to try something, it's coming out good. And you remember, you write it down. That way you can, you know, do it again at a different time. So it's fun for me. It's relaxing. You know, it's, I love doing it. Okay. And um, it's just, for, for me, I, I do think that it's very important. I don't understand how people don't know how to cook. I really don't because it's too expensive to eat out and just to do frozen foods and things like that all the time just 
just doesn't seem good. I mean, it just doesn't. But, okay, so as far as, you know, the type of foods that you like, what food, what one meal always puts you in a good mood? Because everyone has their what's considered a comfort food or something. For some people, when they get depressed, it's ice cream. For some people, well, I'm going to leave liquor out of it. But, uh, I mean, what's what food always puts you in a good mood? Oh, man, there's so many of them. Um, You're kind of breaking up on me. There's so many of them, it's hard to really pick just one. But if I had to pick one, I like doing, <coughs> excuse me, I like doing um, a roast. You know, okay. I can do, and I, do, I do a roast two different ways, but my, the way I like it the best would be in a crock pot. Um, crock pot with new potatoes. I like doing new potatoes. And I don't like putting the potatoes in right when you start the roast. I like to put them in about halfway. So if I come home for lunch and put them in there because I don't want them overdone. Um, And then put them in with a little bit of celery and then let it, you know, slow cook for the rest of the time until you get home. But there's a different way that I also do roast. I've actually smoked the roast on the grill, which actually came out delightful um, with um, Jack Daniels wood chips. So, I do, I do, I, like I said, I like to create. So, and doing doing one on the grill was definitely something that just hit me in, all at once. And boy, what it what a it really came out. You got to slow smoke it though, but it came out extremely good. Okay. But that's kind of that's you know whatever vegetables you want to put with that. You can put black eyed peas with it, green beans with it, corn with it, corn on the cob with it, snow peas. You could do English peas, whatever your or noodles or whatever you decide that you want to put with it, but well, I mean for me it's uh I mean lemon pepper chicken probably off the top of my head, but I don't know, it's just something about um a good ribeye steak too, but I I guess it's toss up between the two. And so I have something I have something that's very interesting for the people that like to eat fried chicken but want to do it healthy. If you have a new wave of them, I know y'all have seen them on TV or whatnot. But what I like to I like to do is make grill fried chicken. Now I know everybody going like, how in the world can you do grill fried chicken? Well, it's real pretty. It's pretty easy. You get whatever you want to flour your chicken with, put it in your new wave oven, <clears throat> sit it and forget it like they say on TV, and it will come out like real fried chicken. It just won't be sitting in grease, and it'll be healthy for you. And man, I tell you what, I made some tonight. I made drumsticks tonight, dude. They would have died for man. And if y'all see how it comes out, I mean, it looks exactly like fried chicken, but just not without all the grease. And it's grilled too on top of it. Man, you can't beat it. Okay. And um, y'all yeah, seen those things on TV, and um, I've, I've never really seen one in person, but I have to had to check it out. I mean, if it's something different, it gives you. Um, a different taste or a different flavor, I mean, it's definitely worth trying. So, all right, going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back in 60 seconds. <laughs> 
If you own a business, you know how important it is to get the word out about what you have to offer. I want to tell you about a great online local business directory that will get you the attention you want. It's called searchforithere.com and it's fantastic. At searchforithere.com, multiple discounts are available on their local business directory with lots of great features. They have diamond or silver plans available that can save you tons. The diamond plan includes featured listings and the silver plan includes video as well as other great tools to promote your business. So take advantage of these great deals today and get listed as soon as possible. There are hundreds, even thousands of customers out there just waiting for you to get listed. Searchforthere.com is simply the best local business directory. So whether you own one business or many companies, it doesn't matter. Searchforthere.com is your number one local business directory. You can call them at 253-324-3352 or email them at sales at searchforthere.com. Searchforthere.com. Yo, what is going on? This is Jay Mayo of RightToRealLove.com, and you're listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. All right, and we're back. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. Talking about all things foods. In a minute, we'll get into restaurants. However, I kind of want to jump off into one quick uh well, it's not really a side topic because it does refer to food. And Buck, let me ask you this now. Uh, just this past weekend, I interviewed a young lady named Isosa, and she is a vegan. I think she said she had been a vegan for, I don't know, eight years or so, something like that, 10 years, I can't remember. And, I mean, she has this really strict diet, but, you know, it works for her. She's happy about it, and she gave a lot of, interesting benefits to going vegan, but could you ever see yourself going vegan vegan or any other type of diet with restrictions like, you know, no pork or something like that? That would be very hard for me because I'm a fairly large guy. I mean, I'm 230 pounds, so <clears throat> I, I know there's, you know, people that, you know, go vegan and so, stuff like that, but what I'm starting to find, and if you do do, do some research on it, you'll see that some of the vegans that are out there are actually starting to have some really bad health problems because they're cut, when you become so? a vegan, when you become a vegan, you're actually cutting out some of your daily nutrition, if yeah. that makes sense. Okay. So when when you're cutting out some of your daily nutrition, you know that's going to cause a different set of you know health problems. So with that being said. I would rather just stay with the four traditional food groups but make them healthier, okay? You know, don't fry, grill, or bake. Um, maybe, you know, get add more fish to your diet that has, you know, omega-3s and things of that nature that are good, that are heart healthy. Um, take some supplements. Don't go overboard with the supplements. But, you know, when you do those type of things, you can eat pretty much what you, what you want. I mean, it changes every day when it comes from, I mean, people, I remember a few years ago they said don't eat pizza. Now they're saying the pizza pizza is healthy. Um, too much caffeine, you know, if you drink too many cups of coffee, but yet coffee is good for, for a male's prostate. You know, the one the guys who drink a cup of coffee a day have, <clears throat> have less likely a chance of getting prostate cancer. It changes, but you just kind of got to stay up on it. But my thing is, 
need the four food groups. You need all four of them. You just have to balance how you prepare them. Okay, and that's pretty interesting, and, and I agree with you. Um, I mean, now, Isosa mentioned, I mean, I know she also eats, um, I believe, nuts, which gives her protein, and, uh, I mean, other other options as far as foods as well. But I do, I do think that you're onto something where you can restrict things that you actually need and that there there does probably has to be a, a balance. So, um, I mean, there are many ways to change up a diet, still get the foods that you like, maybe not in the style that you prefer to have them cooked all the time. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure I benefit a lot more from eating more baked foods and, and less fried foods, but um, it's one of those things that, you know, for some people it does work better for them to do other things. Now, one of the benefits she experienced by going vegan is that she used to have really bad acne, and now her skin has cleared up tremendously. She said it cleared up within just um, a few weeks of going vegan. So, I mean, there are differences that can be had with certain diets and certain people. However, um, you know, each person is different, and you have to know what really works for you, know your family history as well when it comes to health concerns. But um, but I do agree with what you were saying, though. But let's talk about as far as uh, food itself, as far as how it now applies in social media. Uh, you know, back in the day, if you ate a good burger, you basically had to come home, tell someone, hey, man, I had a great burger at, you know, Joe's Diner or whatever. You need to go check it out. That's not the case anymore. 2015, you bust out your cell phone you take a picture of the food, you post it, and now millions of people around the world wants that burger. So we call those people foodies, you know, in a lot of in a lot of cases. So I mean, but what's your definition of a foodie? Do you do you have one? I, I guess there's a there may be a scientific definition for it, but to each their own may be a different meaning. I don't really have a scientific uh, definition of that. Not, actually, that's the first time I've ever heard that term used. But um, <clears throat> it's interesting because, I mean, we do now see a lot of that going on where, you know, you see pictures of food that you normally don't see. I mean, that's how you kind of keep up with some of the stuff that goes on back home because you post it on Facebook. You know, I'm going like, that restaurant open? You know, you may have heard of the restaurant uh-huh. passing, and then all of a sudden, you know, when you, you know, you may be on the way home, and you're going like, Hey man, you need to go check this restaurant out. And I'm going like, what restaurant? I ain't know what. And you show, you know, they take a picture of whatnot of the food that's out there. And you're going like, wow, I didn't know that was there. You know, so I can see the benefits of it. You know, where you know if you know about a certain thing or in a certain area, or if you're traveling to a certain area, you want to check out the you know the best restaurants for that particular area. Right. This is. This is the, you know this is the wave of the future. I mean, you got it right here on your dog on smartphones. You can get pretty much anything. That's why you need to utilize it a little bit better than for what is what we are utilizing it for. No doubt. And let me go to the two four eight area code, the outskirts of Detroit, Michigan, and break on Crystal. Crystal, how are you? I'm fine. How are you, Q and Buck? I, I am doing well. And, Chris, I believe I've heard you refer to yourself as a foodie before. What's your definition of it? 
Well, quite simply, a foodie is a person who loves food, who loves tasting all different kinds of foods, and uh, sometimes you can add in cooking, but mainly it's about tasting new and different things and um, just in the enjoyment also of food and things like that. So you call yourself, it's like a new term for just someone who enjoys um, different kinds of dishes and things like that. Okay. And um, that's that's kind of my understanding of it as well. And so, you know, we see pictures on social media all the time from our friends and followers um, of food. Do you take pictures of food, Crystal? Yeah, sometimes I do, um, if it looks really good. But sometimes food doesn't um, translate very well, some pictures, depending on, you know, <laughs> how it looks. So I can make a great meal, but sometimes taking the picture, it kind of distorts it a little bit. just depends. But, yeah, sometimes I do take pictures of my food. <laughs> okay. And, but I mean, as far as the advantages of taking pictures of food, do you think that's what's really helped a lot of mom-and-pop stores that don't have the advertising dollars that maybe a, a chain restaurant would have? the fact that people are taking pictures of their food and putting it out there and kind of advertising for them? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know what? And the, the good thing about it is it's not only helping the mom and pops, but it could have it could also help the people that just have a desire of actually opening a place and doing it themselves. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I've seen plenty of pictures of, you know, different things. There's a lot of, there's a lot of creativity going on out there with cakes and, and different types of food, and when you see these pictures, you're going like, wow, it's blown away. You know, people have actually been on Facebook, you know, putting on their creative ideas and end up coming with catering businesses. So it's mm-hmm. just, I mean, social media has definitely added a, you know, a wrinkle that a lot of people just didn't have back, you know, back when we were coming up. And that's true. And that's true. It has. <laughs> on uh Twitter, Lady T chimed in and said, I only take pictures of food before I eat it. I want people to see what's good. Taking foods that taking pictures of foods that's half eaten or eaten is disgusting. And uh yeah, I saw someone do that before. I've actually seen pictures of it's like people start eating, they like, Oh man, this is good, let me take this photo right quick. And you know, you kinda don't want to see it when someone's kinda halfway torn in two, at least I don't. Just tell me, you know, where you ate it and, and I'll be good with that. But um, I, I do think that social media has really helped uh, the mom and pop stores. And then you have the shows on the Food Network and the Cooking Channel, and I like watching both of those channels. Um, the show with Guy Fieri with the diners, drive-ins and dives or whatever, where he goes across the country and goes to different places that you may not have heard of to kind of give you the lowdown on what the locals eat. And that's kind of what I like to do when I go on vacation. I want to eat what the locals eat. But as far as um, franchise restaurants, Crystal, what is your favorite franchise restaurant or restaurant chain? Crystal? Um, Yeah, I'm here. Well, let's see. Uh, Franchise. Um, Well, (laughs) you know, I, I would say... As far as a franchise, I would say Red Lobster, but I'm I've kind of gone away from them. But um, I like a lot of the steakhouses 
Um, I even, um, yeah, if I, if I can find a really good steakhouse, that's that's really um, what I go for as far as um, restaurant chains and things like okay, that. Okay, but you don't have a, a favorite, no. Outback is one of my favorites. That I is like a mainstay for me as far as or okay. a, a default because we can't think of anywhere to go. Right. I'll go to Outback. Okay, but what about you? Well, it, for me, it's Fridays, but it's really Logan's is kind of you know TGI Fridays. Yeah, TGI Fridays, but uh, okay. Logan's is right with it. Um, in recent years because, I mean, they re- every time I go to Logan's, I really get a great steak, big pork chop, whatever I order. It's been r- really, really good there. So I would say TGI Fridays and Logan's. Okay. Now, I um, this is a tough one for me, but I'm going to probably go right now with Longhorn Steakhouse. I don't know if you all have Longhorns up North Crystal. Uh, but oh, it's yeah. a chain that's throughout the south, south, and they have really good steaks. Now, um, on a more national level, Outback is a favorite of mine as well. You can never seem to go wrong when you get Outback. Um, and and then one of my favorite places that's not even in my city is a Red Robin. Their hamburgers and sandwiches are awesome. But I have to go with Longhorn. I think steak is just I don't know a good steak. It's just what it takes for me just to just, I don't know, kind of relax my mind a little bit. On Twitter, Lady T said her favorite chain is IHOP. They are great at reinventing the breakfast wheel. So um, I like IHOP, too. I mean, you can never go wrong with breakfast, right? But um, this is caller in the 601 when you're ready to chime in, just hit one. I, I think that, you know, restaurants... I mean, restaurants come and go, but you have some that have been around for a long time. You can rely on them. The taste is consistent, and that's kind of what works. You know, like you have places like KFC has had the most consistent tasting chicken you can think of for the most part. Um, I don't remember it ever tasting differently as far as their original recipe. Now, I remember Popeye's changing it over the years where Popeye's used to be so spicy that you wouldn't even give it to kids back in the day, but now... I mean, a baby can eat Popeye's spicy food at this point in some locations. So things kind of vary, but consistency definitely helps. But, I mean, Crystal, if I were to visit Detroit, where would you take me to eat as far as a local restaurant, not a chain? Well, they have some really good um, southern um, foods. They have, you know, the beans and cornbread. It's really good. Um, That type of thing is more of a downtown area soul food restaurant so so those are nights where okay. I get to my house where I make the best fried chicken that's what's <laughs> up now you're talking <laughs> fried chicken you can't go wrong but uh mm-hmm. Buck what about you man somebody comes to your town what, what local place are you taking them well there's there's two places here in Pensacola that uh, that are really cool. Now, if you want the fine dining, you got to go to Jackson's downtown Pensacola. It's one of the one of the long-standing restaurants here um, in Pensacola. Jackson's is it's, you know what you know the white linen tablecloth type thing, expensive. But if you want to go somewhere that's really nice and impressive, it'd be Jackson's. Now, 
if you want just down home soul food, just it's a, you know, you know the hole in the walls are the best best restaurants. There's a no restaurant doubt. that's been in, in business here for a long time called H and O. It's a soul food restaurant, usually open for breakfast and lunch, not dinner. The plate. You're going to have to hold with two hands because if you don't hold it with two hands, it might break on you. This, I mean, they give you a heaping amount of food. That's and the country it's, it's word, everyone, heaping. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know. But I, I mean, you got to go there hungry, and I guarantee you, you won't be. You might need a crane to carry you out of it. Okay, I'm but putting it, that on my to-do list. So the good thing about that restaurant is it's been here for a long time. All ethnicities go there. It's a great spot. Uh, a lot of the boxers that we've seen over the years, their pictures, and you know, Michael Jackson's even been there. So it's it's one of those places that you just have to go to and just to appreciate. And I mean, H and O is one of is one of my faves. And uh, the lady that runs it, she's been there. She I think she's getting close to ninety. If she's not already in her nineties, and she's still going strong after all this time. I think they've been there like. 30 or 40 years or something like that. So that's one of the, those are the spots. One of the, that's a good spot to go to. Those are two places. It looks like a hole, but I tell you what, it's it's worth every nickel you pay to go in there to get something to eat. I tell you that. Okay. Let me go to the 601 area code, the bold new city of Jackson, and bring on Eminem. Eminem, what's happening? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? And Eminem, someone comes to visit you, man. What restaurant are you taking them to for the best local uh, bites to eat? Well, uh, it's so many here, but if it's if it's me, it's, it's where I actually got a plate today, man. Uh, I like fish. I love fish. And uh, uh place I've been going for about 25 years, Valley Street Fish House. Okay. Uh, I've yeah, been there. Uh, yeah, I, I love it. And uh, the place same place. owner. Not the original owner, I don't think. I think the original owner died, but uh, Mr. Mr. Willie, he he's been there at least shit ever since I've been in Jackson. So, um, no scenery, but the food is great. You are gonna get your money's worth, especially if you like uh, down fried fish. I love pan trout, shit like that, man. So that's what yeah. I do. Okay, you know I don't know where I would take someone off the top of my head. I guess the first place that comes to mind is a place here called Mama Hamels. And Mama Hamels is just a, a old school um, Southern cooking buffet where you can get all kinds of foods. You can pick and choose what you want and just go through and get as much as you want. And uh, I like that for people who are not um, traditionally, you know, who who aren't familiar with Southern foods because it gives them an opportunity to kind of sample some of everything. So anytime time you can get something buffet style, it kind of helps you uh, try a little bit of everything out. But uh, a lot of the local spots, you know, as far as um, the small places, uh, they may not be the best. They may not look the best, but they do have some great food. Now, I went to a place this weekend in New Orleans called Manchu's. And, I mean, it's a little hole-in-the-wall place. you got to have a bulletproof vest to get in. But, I mean, it's a place where you go into a very small store and you order from the window there are a ton of menu items to where you can get everything from shrimp to fried chicken. And you can get like, you know, 100 pieces of chicken for 25 bucks. Uh, I mean, and I'm not really being facetious when I say that. The food is very reasonably priced, and it was very good food, you know. 
So a lot of times um, it's one of those you can't judge a book by its cover type of deal. They may not always be in the best neighborhoods or in the most well-lit places, but you can find really good food if you know where to look and if the lo- if you're, you know, very trusting of the locals or your tour guide or whoever's taking you around. So, but, all right, so when we, we talk about different restaurants, franchises that we like, Crystal, what franchise do you dislike and why? Crystal? All right, I'll come back to her, Buck. I'll go to you. What um, restaurant do you dislike and why? It's actually Outback. Um, I had a real bad experience at Outback back when I was in Mississippi um, a long time ago. I still eat at Outback, but that one experience, you know, I'm always kind of irritated when I go there. But, you know, the food's always been good since then, But and they fired the guy that pissed me off that particular night. But um, he shouldn't have been a Houston Oilers fan anyway. But um, the um, outback kind of pisses me off sometimes. But you know, like I said, it, that's that's water under the bridge. But outback is the one that comes to mind when a, a franchise I don't like. Okay, Eminem. What about you? Is there a franchise that you just refuse to go to anymore? Uh see, I've never really been the type to, to deal with a lot of stuff. Uh, I like free food more than anything. <laughs> but, uh, it always tastes and, better. Yeah, yeah. And then when I spend it, it's normally with locals and, you know, holding the walls, mom and pop, you know, convenience stores, that type of shit. But of the chains, uh, I don't care for churches. I'm a, um, my favorite chicken is Popeye's. And way back uh-huh. in the day, way back in the day, the, the the main competitor Popeyes had was churches when both of them was kind of battling back and forth and uh, I threw up one time eating some churches chicken because it had so much damn grease in it so uh. um um I'm not gonna say I, I I've never eaten it since then but if I'm choosing the place or if I'm buying it won't be churches I don't I don't eat churches it's always Popeyes okay. And it's and it's, see, I've known Eminem for a while. If Eminem eats something that makes him sick, then it had to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that shit was just pure. Eminem ain't picky. He is not picky. But, I mean, and and I get that churches does have a lot of grease. I, I, I've seen people actually just kind of try to soak the grease out, of, absorb the grease out of it with napkins before they eat it. Uh but I, for me, it's Taco Bell. I, I mean, I, I don't think I've been to a Taco Bell in, in, in at least a decade. And what really kind of turned me off from them, and like Eminem, I actually got sick off of something one day. But what really also kind of took the cake is one day I got a, a couple of tacos, and I got home, and I bit into it, and I didn't taste any meat. So I, I looked in the taco, and I pulled back all the um, all the lettuce. And, man, I had, like, a teaspoon of meat just lined on the bottom of the taco. I was so upset. <laughs> Damn. I'm serious. I mean, like, a teaspoon of meat just sitting like that. I'm like, man, really? So I, I was done with them. And, Crystal, is there one that you hate in particular? A franchise? Crystal? Crystal? Bueller? Bueller. All right, we'll get back to Crystal in just a minute. 
But all right, so um, overall, Buck, what's your favorite cuisine? I mean, is it? We'll make this the last question: Mexican, Italian, soul food. Which one? Which one jumps out to you the most? Oh, you would ask me that. You're making me hungry after all this, and I already ate. Um, hmm. No, I like it. I don't get this as much as I'd like to, but I like actually doing it at home, and that's the reason why. Because I like you sometimes. It always comes to me. It always comes out better at home than it does when you go to a restaurant. I like doing. I like seafood, man. So. And in Pensacola, they, you know, in Pensacola all the way down to Emerald Coast going to Destin, you got a plethora of great restaurants um, like Landry's and, you know, uh, Crab Trap and those crabs out on Pensacola Beach. There's several different places that you can go to get great seafood here. And this, it's, a, it's really pretty cool. Even going up, going over towards Gulf Shores as well, there's great seafood all up and down the Emerald Coast. And it doesn't matter. Um, one of my favorite places is actually in Destin, Destin Pompano Joe's. Lord have mercy, Jesus. Boy, they got some great seafood out there. It's worth the drive to go to Destin, though. I go early because you won't be able to, you'll be standing at 5 o'clock if you go there at 5 o'clock. So you go a little bit after lunch, get a seat, and you get great seafood. And it's, it's, it is to die for. Okay. Okay. And Eminem? Oh man, uh, shit! Favorite food, man. I'm a fish man. Love that seafood, but uh, but uh, any kind of fish, I'm good, you know. Uh, but like Buck, uh, I never ate at that place in uh, Destin, but I did eat eat one in uh, Panama City, and man, it was off the chain. And that's the first time I rarely, you know, eat out and that type of shit, but. Man, the waiter was so good, and then the food was just that good. I mean, it was like probably the best all-around experience. Cause my experience always be like, man, I don't give a damn about the service. If the food tastes good, I'm good, you know. But it was like equal. The guy was great, you know. It was like a picture somebody maybe becoming a waiter at 16 and they still doing it at 60. It was like that type of shit, <laughs> you know, like. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker knew everything, and you know, and then the food was great. So, so I, I I don't know if that's the same one that books talking about, just in a different location, or maybe it's just you know, maybe I got the name wrong, but I think it was Pompano, something like that. I think there is a Pompano in uh, Panama City too, I believe. Yeah. But I tell you what, it's great seafood there, and if anybody else is going to Destin, you also check out the restaurants in in the Wharf too. Because they got some killer seafood restaurants in there, too. But as far as, like, uh, what I call a, a everyday person type of seafood, man, well, all these places are gone. But it used to be uh, a, a place around the corner from my, my aunts in New Orleans that I used to get, like, crabs and crawfish and all that kind of stuff. But Katrina wiped all that shit away. Um, but, you know, people used to go in there with brown bags, come out with big old bags of crabs and shit. You know, they balling them right down the spot, everything. So, but it was real good, real season. All right. Well, on Twitter, Lady T says Italian is her favorite. She likes shrimp scampi. Um, I'll be honest with you, I have no idea what my favorite is now. I mean, for the longest, it was Mexican, 
and then I just got away from it. And now I can tell you if it's Italian, I'm starting to think I like seafood because I've had more seafood over the last few months than what I'm used to, and I really enjoyed it. So I, I mean, I don't know which direction to go on this, to be honest with you, as far as having you a know, favorite. They, they used to have a saying, guys, that they say taste change with age or something like that. So I'm starting to believe that, though. Like, yeah, yeah does I think so, too. Because, yeah. Yeah. man, I'm like uh, – I can't get enough of it whenever I can get some of it, but like roasted asparagus, I mean, you couldn't pay me no shit like that, you know, like 20 years ago, man. It like, doesn't shit, sound I, very I, appealing. But yeah, I love it, man. But because uh, I lived off sardines forever, so <laughs> I bet you won't eat one now, please. <laughs> yeah, pork Clyde. I remember the brand and everything. Pork Clyde with hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crystal, are you there? There's some crackers. Sardines and crackers. <laughs> Hello? Crystal. Hi. 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 How are things? <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, get in on this. Uh, I mean, as far as you have a favorite cuisine? Seafood. You know, I love seafood of all kinds. The fresher, the because better. Because it's the most expensive? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, there's, there's because it's that, my taste. Okay, I love seafood. Of all kinds. So, um, yeah, so any kind of seafood is really what I'm into. It can be exotic, you know, all the way down exotic, to your like regular shrimp. Oh, yeah, I do love octopus or baby squid. Those are good. Oh, wow. I love yeah, really awesome. and, uh, I love yeah. that octopusy, too. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> and what's the best way to eat that M&M? <laughs> <laughs> On the ass, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, man. Straight <Lord>. suction. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean. Wow, man, I mean, that's a different tentacle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, that wouldn't be so funny if someone wouldn't have mentioned uh, tentacle, use the word tentacle in the same way in another Facebook post I just saw. Crazy Chameleon from California was talking about tentacle and she was referring to something sexual too. But, uh, man, oh, so and for, for the radio that. world, I was referring to the James Bond movie, so get your minds out of the gutter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, sure you were. <laughs> nah, I w- I wasn't referring to the James Bond movie. I just had a high school moment when I say something crazy, and right before I used to totally get kicked out, you know, I'd be like the smart ass and come up with something just like we'll try to hey, cover you your know? tracks. Yeah, there like you go. yeah, yeah. Roger Moore, Octopussy. Yeah, yeah, y'all saw that right. <laughs> hey, it was a good movie. Yeah, it was. Hey, it was a good movie. So, all right, I got another caller. I believe this may be the Batman caller from the 601 in the land of Lincoln. Batman, is that you? Oh, yeah, what it do? What's happening, man? Uh, nothing much, up? man. I'm just listening to the show. And, uh, <laughs> what did Chameleon actually put up uh, on uh, on Facebook? Because, you know, she always well, come up with something crazy. The, the Facebook story was, uh, 
I had posted something that's um, a photo that said, name one thing a man should give his girl that she shouldn't have to ask for. Okay, so the first thing Chameleon said was the D. All right. So <laughs> later on, Lady T said the T. And then someone started asking what, you know, what the T was, and she said it's, it's still for tentacle. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no, what a man should give a woman is the L. If y'all don't know what that is, that's Leonism. <laughs> Here we go. So that's what made Runs it so funny. Leonism, and you had that octopus happy. Yeah. And you change from Leon, and you go that wall. Yeah, make a crawl that motherfucker. You know? Hell oh, no, Lord. you throw against the refrigerator, throw against the refrigerator, and do something that Kool-Aid love, like Wesley Snipes did on this Kool-Aid yeah, love. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Kool-Aid love. Kool-Aid Kool-Aid on it and just this have a little on my This show has gone off the rails just that quickly. Just that quickly. <laughs> One statement by Eminem, and the whole show has been thrown off the rails. Hey, you already know I was hey. coming. Hey, Batman, you remember those... Yeah. Uh, it's multiple scenes, though. Remember uh, Tubbs with Miami Vice, man? I always oh, call yeah, sweat scene. Boy, boy that's something I know he be sweating, man. Yeah, yeah, he do, boy. He be sweating like a slave, boy, in Mississippi, boy. He just be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, you can't, you can't forget about DMX and, uh, and Belly, though. Oh, boy, wait, man, wait, boy, man, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We are not going through, through <laughs> movie sex scenes. <laughs> I, I know food is the gateway to sex, but doggone it, I'm not going through all this for y'all tonight. 347 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. We're going to take a, a quick and much-deserved break and uh, come right back with the, the next topic. Man, y'all are nuts. Get your browser on the campus, i.e. Firefox, Chrome, Safari. Get on it. Get on the Crystal Show right now. I am Crystal Hickerson, and I would like to welcome you all to the Crystal Show. There's too many free meals out here, folks. Let me take something. I want the cheddar biscuits. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's going to be cool. It's going to be nice. We're going to talk. We're going to get real down and dirty. Hi, guys. My name's Becky. You're on the Crystal Show. I didn't call for you to make fun of me. I, 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 I was not, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you and a little bit at you. People say, well, don't talk about religion and politics. I say right. yes. Talk about it. Talk about it. Because what do you want to go to, a boring cocktail party? <laughs> I don't like her. I mean, how how old are we? What grade are we in? One man, American, crime wave. Because the feds knew. Y'all might have to come back and that's going to be a whole different show altogether. That's what I'm We hear you breathing. Here's something. Okay, we're back. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. See, I'm so thrown off. I'm on mute and don't even know it. Um, I do that too. Our next search for it here dot com topic is um, about social media shaming. 
Val Starks is the latest parent to social media shame her child. Now, she recorded a video of her 13-year-old daughter confessing to all of her social media sins. Um, her daughter said that she was 19, but she was really 13. She said that she was a freak. She posted photos in her bra and made conversation with a ton of older men. Um, the video was posted on her daughter's wall, so all of her friends saw her mom embarrassing her. Her mom basically stood beside her with what looked to be a belt and told her to admit that she was 13 and that she still watched Disney and uh, that she wasn't a freak and that her um, she still wore, like, Cinderella underwear or panties or something like that. I don't know. Just made her admit a whole bunch of things on camera and post it on the wall. Now, I can appreciate Val being a proactive parent and paying attention to the Internet habits of her daughter, but did she go too far or is social media shaming the new spanking? So, uh, Eminem, let me start with you. Social media shaming, is that fair or foul? Well, now this is going to surprise a lot of people. I think it's foul because I put social media shaming in the same category I put, uh, you know, somebody getting their ass whooped like in a grocery store or something when they're not a small, small kid because Cuba, well, y'all know how it go. If you got the type of parents that that's discipline you a certain way, well, it's certain shit you ain't gonna do anyway. You know what I'm saying? So nobody really has to shame you because you already understand what the consequences gonna be if you just get. Oh, and nobody think you're gonna be perfect, but I'm just saying, like, you know, uh, the average person with a certain amount of discipline is gonna have a limit. You know, you're not gonna be on the damn internet, no damn bra and shit, talking about, you know, you, you're 19. I mean, you might you might do a little something or uh, take a peek at some sites you shouldn't be on, but just some wide open shit. It's just like, you know, a lot of times the parents are the type of parents that are embarrassed because they like, oh, God damn, man. I got to, I got to do in one day that's going to make up for all the nights I was out in the club and just letting my sister or something watch the kids or shit like that. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Not in every case, but in many cases, these over-the-top uh, parenting, shaming the kids, uh, people claiming they're going to throw a brick at the laptop, all that kind of shit just so they can get on today's show. Listen, it never fails. If you start doing certain things and setting certain parameters and, you know, everybody don't physically discipline a child, that's fine, but if you set some type of parameters for a kid from birth, you know, you don't have to worry about some of this shit just going too crazy. Now, once they get older, yeah, I mean, they ain't scared of you no more and shit like that. Well, yeah, that's different, but these little kids, man, hell no. Nah. When I see a little kid doing something like that, I'm looking at the parent like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. You know, you're 10 years old and you cuss the teacher out. Like, oh, okay. Okay. Alright. Now your mom want to come in and beat you down in front of everybody? It's like, yeah, you ain't just started doing this shit, motherfucker. You know. No doubt. Okay, and let me go to the 910 area code, the Tar Heel State of North Carolina, but making his way through Texas is the man who plays a doctor on the radio, Mr. Bobby Willis. What's going on, Dr. Willis? Hey, what's coming on, Kiki? What's up, fam? How everybody doing tonight? Doing well, <laughs> man. Bobby, is social media shaming the new spanking? Um, 
I think I think that's a, that's a uh, tough one to, to answer because we don't know what what the parents have already tried before that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, if, if, I think that it could be a good or a bad thing. I think it's in, in a way if it's good, it will work one time and one time only. You shouldn't have to use it again. You know what I mean? But if you've done it and it doesn't work, and you've done it again and it still doesn't work, I think you need to stop it. I think you need to nip it in the wood and try something else. Because at that point, it can become harmful. It can become a psychological, uh, uh, and even um, it, it could actually cause your kids to become pathological, you know what I'm saying, because of the you know the things that they're going to have to endure with the shaming that comes with it. So I think that if it's going to work, you know, all it's, all it's going to take is more time. Like like with the little kids getting their, their hair cut out in the middle and stuff like that, I think that, that, that probably will work one time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, it'll work so, for me, I so, promise. <laughs> yeah. So in that regard, I think that that'll work. I think that'll work. But you know, just saying, you know, hey, I'm not a slut and I'm this that, and you know, and just trying to shame them that way and whooping them on on camera and stuff like that. I don't know so much as uh, if anything is just gonna um, cause more resentment and stuff like that. You may, uh, if you have to do it again, then it didn't work and it's not gonna work. So you're gonna have to find something else. So I'm on the fence with that one. I'll say that, you know, for, for the strange stuff like the haircutting in the middle and stuff like that, I think that, that'll that work. And I think all it's going to take is that one time. Okay. Now, Crystal, can social media shaming actually do more harm than spanking? I mean, I know, that, you know, like parents back in the day used to always say that they would embarrass you before they let you embarrass them. But, I mean, to the entire world, because this isn't something that only a few people saw. This video has gone viral it's had almost 11 million views in less than 10 days. Yeah, I think um, I have to agree, you know, uh, with them because I I don't think that this is a really effective way of discipline or method of mm-hmm. discipline. Um, I think that it can do more harm, mainly um, psychologically, and I think it shows a real strong lacking in your parenting skills. Um, you are you have reached, and it, it also proves your um, your inability to discipline correctly with your child, because the purpose of discipline is to number one stop them stop the behavior, but also to teach them why the behavior is not good. Right. And you, you're not teaching them anything. Really, what you're doing is you're you're bullying them. Um, you know, this is what bullies do. They embarrass you in order to get a reaction from you. And the reaction is usually not a good one. It's negative. It's extremely negative. And you're not really disciplining your child at all. And um, so I don't think it's a good idea at all for for, in, for a parent to do any kind of shaming like that. It's ridiculous. It says more something about you as a parent more than it says about what your child has done. Now, she wanted to make sure that these men knew that her daughter was not thir- was 13 as opposed to 19, then she should have contacted them directly and then just got her off of media of the social media, you know, stop all that as much as you can cuz you're not going to be around her 24 hours a day. So, so you have to teach the value of what she's doing and why this is wrong and what can happen to her, you know. I mean, I had no problem with my kids thinking I was some crazy bitch, you know, for most of their 
young, young adult lives, especially my daughter, and she probably still feels that way, which is fine with me. And all of their friends thought I was crazy, which is good. I want them to think I'm crazy. So, yes. you know, I mean, because you want them, I want her to understand. And she, you know, she always come back at me like, well, my God, I don't, I didn't live the way you lived when you were 12. I was like, you damn right you didn't. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> because I'm here. That's right. why you, don't, you didn't live like that and go through some of the things I went through. That was the purpose. And But I have experience that you will never have as long as I can help it. You know, at least I can give you an idea. So doing things like that is ridiculous. It, I think it's a childish move. And um, and you're hurting your child more so than anything else. You're not, I mean, really hurting them psychologically. You're not, you're not helping them. Okay. Now, but um, do you even have to ground your child after something like this? And the video was shared over 300,000 times. Isn't that punishment enough? Well, it just depends on what your parenting skills are. I mean, I kind of agree with everybody else. I mean, with you having to take the social media to punish your child, that kind of shows your lack of parenting. Um, like Eminem said, I mean, when, when when we came up, we knew what what buttons to push and what buttons not to push. Because, you know, our parents, we piss our parents off you know, bad enough. You know, they said, look, boy, you keep this up, I'm going to knock you in the middle of next week. Now, I don't know how hard that is, but you knock somebody into the middle of next week. That made you stop doing whatever the hell you were doing. Uh, yeah, because you, you, you don't want to get to next week faster than everybody else. Exactly. Or, so, you know, just, you, I've heard parents say, I knock the black off you or something like that. That sounds like that's going to hurt, too. So if, <laughs> if this is instilled in your child in the beginning, regardless to whether we had social media or not, I don't think you, I mean, it should not take you, if you're a real parent, it shouldn't take you right. to, to embarrass your child on social media to make you do right. And if you're doing something like that, in my opinion, you're lacking in the parenting department. So, you're exactly right, right, man. You're exactly right. right. And, the key, and the key to it, Buck, I want to give you a compliment, man, because one thing about it, I know every time we talk about you know, parenting and stuff, and I know you know that you know your your kids not just physically with you, but you always real consistent with stuff. And see, that's what I'm saying. When you consistent with a kid, even if you're not there with them, they know what you're going and not they they know what you you gonna and gonna not go for. So all this exactly. extreme, all this extreme shit, man. I, I see. I you know what impresses me, Q? What impresses me? And this is something we can all relate to, you know. You know, giving compliments to all of our parents is when you see us somewhere in public or whatever. And it's like, well, damn, that's that go cues, you know, dad, and mom right there. Damn, he quiet as hell, man. He ain't, he ain't acting silly or nothing. That type of shit. You know, it's like you can clearly tell that kid got some kind of parameters. It don't necessarily mean the kid getting beat to death, but I'm just saying. Uh, but when you see these damn uh, get old mamas. Going tit for tat in a damn store. I'm gonna whoop your motherfucking ass when I get you know all this stuff like that. You don't have to do all that shit because you ain't consistent. If you was consistent, that kid would be trembling to push your damn buttons. And they ain't eight nine years old. And I don't mean you never have to just say nothing to your kids like, hey, you know, it's time to leave the store. Just normal shit. I'm talking about this extreme stuff to the point where you gotta post it and 
a yeah. thousand people that you never seen before in your life comment, well, they saying something good or bad. I, I, I was like, nah, it should never have to go that far. I, I look at it like I do think that there's some truth to what you all saying are saying. However, I do think that you have those outliers with certain kids who just don't get it. I mean, you can spank them as many times as you want. You can take things from them, but they're still going to do what they want to do. And right. I, 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 I uh, do under, think under, okay. under, under 15 years. Now, I'm not talking about teenagers. I'm talking about little kids, man. Well, no, I'm not talking about yeah, kids that small. Good, but in the case of this 13-year-old, um, I'm pretty sure that this hit close. This hit home with her. Just the look on her face when I'm watching the video. Uh, you know, they try to blur her face out or whatever, but just the look, the way her body language and everything, she did not enjoy having her friends see this because you know that everyone <laughs> at school is ragging on her because of this, and that goes to the psychological effects that, that Crystal yeah. mentioned earlier. Oh, we don't man, know how she's going to be right for the pimping. In about five <laughs> years, she's going to be right for that pimping, baby. <laughs> We don't know how it's going to affect her. Go down, hate, resent her mom. I say, hey, come to daddy, baby. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to think too hard. It's always Mother Nature's credit card. Exactly. Cha-ching, motherfucker. (laughs) Got that right. Cha-ching, motherfucker. (laughs) But, I mean, we'll never know for sure. But let me ask this, and Bobby, I'll go back to you. In your personal opinion, and like I said, we don't know for sure. We're just speculating. Could this mother have been looking for her 15 minutes of fame, kind of like the mom who beat the kid upside the head in Baltimore and got invited to talk shows? Maybe she looked at her and said, you know what, Uh, maybe if I do this, I'll get my moment. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On a personal level, I don't, I don't really think that any parent would set out to do that uh, intentionally. I mean, uh-huh. there, there may be some out there. There may be some out there that uh, you know that could that could think that or may think that you know. But I mean, honestly, I can't fathom that. You know, and it may happen. Don't get me wrong; it may happen. But I just can't fathom that. Now, but I do want to pose a question to the group though, playing devil's advocate. Now, I don't know if y'all mom has ever done this, but I've seen this before. What about back in the day when our moms used to come to the school? and bell-bottoms and things like that to embarrass us. It wasn't social media, but it still was in front of an audience. So, I mean, yeah. is it really that much different now? That is it just that you got a wider audience? You know, you know, I mean, so if we're saying that, you know, these moms are not shit or ghetto, or even dads are not shit, they're ghetto, then, can you know, can we, I guess, rightfully put that back on our own parents during that time when they were doing that? You know, it's just something to think about. Sometimes, you know, you've done everything that you could do. You have to take a steam Like I said, I don't agree with it, and I think especially like with the with the, with the young girl, lady case and stuff like that, that's psychologically damaging. But the thing with the, with the boys shaving, I, I guarantee you that probably worked. I, I, I can almost bet you that we probably <laughs> those two young men on social media again. So, And I'm not saying I'm an advocate for that. But we don't know what the parents and like, and I do understand what y'all saying is is just the display of your parenting skills. But we don't know what those parents have gone through before making that decision to do that. Right. And, uh, and like I said, you know, it can be effective. It may not be effective. You yeah. know, you'll know after you do it the first time, though, whether it is or not. That's if true. Not, hey, I I agree, but I agree with this here too. I tell you what, that this is regarding the the, the, the young men with the balls or whatever. 
Right. I guarantee you, and I'm talking about my own kids when they was that age, I guarantee you uh, I ain't had to resort to cutting nobody here because I tell you what, I can put this belt on your ass in no time. You'll be you'll be as one with the movie Roots because you're going to feel like Kunti Pinte, motherfucker. <laughs> No, no. You get to doing something too damn stupid. I know how to turn the heat up. So, and with with that understanding, your name is Toby, right? And when with that understanding, you know, I'm not gonna be needing no help from nobody on the outside with no damn kid in the single digits. Trust me. Now, I can't raise nobody else's kid, but I guarantee you this, man. Like I said, you it's just like a uh, it's just like a, a fight at school or something, man. You get your ass whooped by the right person, you don't want none of that, you know. That's true. So that, that's <laughs> true though, because I, it don't mean my... you're gonna be perfect, and 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 it could mean it could mean you could be a violent person because they say adversely that could make you more violent prone or whatever. But as far as disobeying directly in front of you. Disobeying that parent right there in front of everybody, your ass ain't finna do that because if you a human being, you understand one thing, you understand pain. Yeah, for the most part, unless you're just one of those kids that get off yeah. on it and, you know, you're. But, but, but see, then it's time to take a kid shades for, of gray dude or something right, like that. Right, I mean, it's time to get part. some psycho, uh, psychological evaluation if yeah. you don't understand pain. Yeah. Like the lawnmower so, man or something. This motherfucker talking about more and all this stuff. Like, okay, well, right. that's different. That was scissors hand. So I'm like, nah, man. <laughs> well, see, this, you know, some some of these parents that do things like this may not have any idea that, that the videos will go viral because some parents are ignorant to social media. They think that the person's friends will see it, and that's pretty much it. They don't realize the potential for something like this and how it can go big and be, you know, have a psychological effect on someone when they everywhere they go they're recognized from a video. Um, hey, Q, I mean, you know video, what? It, it, I ain't huh? mean to cut y'all, man, but it'd be cool if you could get somebody on the show somewhere down the line, like, but a parent's perspective on it, like where at the time it was good because it, it may have corrected the action, but because it's social media. Something that that you and your kid has got beyond. People still playing it over and over, and I wanted to do that. How they feel about that? Yeah, I'm gonna have to try to reach out to one of these people when I come across these videos because I come across them every now and then. Um, but I mean, the video did go left when the mom started making it more about herself and not about the discipline. She told the girl to tell everyone on camera how good of a mother she was, and she even went as far as to say that her father was a deadbeat. And I thought that was foul because I don't think you should insult a parent in front of his or her child. Yeah, that's um, what it was about all the time. But so I mean, I, I think she did kind of make it about her for some of the video, but for the most part, did it work? Pretty sure it probably did. I mean, of course, not not everyone who was, um, as far as the older men that were probably contacting the girl, I'm pretty sure not all of them stopped. But still, you know, the ones that had some sense probably did, and. Um, it definitely probably kept the girl off of, off of social media. So, you know, it's one of those things where you have to kind of watch the news to see if anything becomes of it. But um, on tomorrow's show, we'll discuss how to take a vacation. You know, I always thought that a vacation was simply time away from work, but it's more to it than just that for some people. There are levels to a vacation, and we'll get into it on Wednesday, May 27th at 10 p.m. Eastern on the Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. Brought to you by SearchForitHere.com. Okay, let's go ahead and get into the Liquid Life Diet Drops final thoughts. 
I even got a sponsor for the final thoughts. How about that? I love my sponsors. <laughs> All right. And, Buck, I'll start with you with your final thoughts on tonight's show. He's coming the wrong way. I mean, I love the diversity of the times. Um, talking about food, that's one of my strong points. I like, you know, like I said, I like cooking. I've been doing it since I was 11. So, you know, sometimes when you're not in, that, in the best of moods, just coming to the stove and just creating something that, you know, that you can, you know, savor at a different time, not only the time that you make it, but at a different time for somebody else. It just shows, you know, it, you know, cooking is creative. It's, it's magical. It's kind of cool. You know, so I, I just love doing it, and it just seems like I get better better with age, you know, just doing, you know, keep doing things, you know. Got my garden planted this week, so I'm really excited about things that I, I put in the garden this year, and, you know, cool. it's going to be pretty cool, um, you know, growing your own vegetables and things of that nature to, you know, bring to the table. So um, as far as the social media shaming and things of that nature, um, you know, Maybe, she, you know, we don't, we really don't know what happened as far as, you know, w- what brought her to this point to, you know, put on social media. Evidently, she's had problems with this, this child. But, like I said, parenting starts as soon as these jokers are able to understand certain things. And to me, I don't think it should have gotten to that point because. I mean, really and truthfully, a child that age don't really need to be on Facebook or any of these other social media sites anyway. You know, they and if they are, then it's up to us as parents to make sure they use media for what it's intended to intended for, and not to be pulling little guys and girls and all this kind of crap. So, you know, we have to we have to make sure we be parents first, not best friends. And this is a to me, this is a classic example of being a best friend of your child and the child getting too much rope and trying to be a cowgirl with it. And mm. really, it's the parents, not the jam child. So she just got to do do it a little bit better so that way she can hopefully reel it back in before things get even worse. But other than that, great show as always, and everybody have a great night. Thank you, sir. Crystal? All right, well, I, I would say a good show. I'm sorry I missed the beginning of it. Um... I yeah, I consider myself a foodie because um I love instant gratification and I love cooking and, and watching uh you know, good food, you know, come to my plate and everything and I love cooking for other people. Um but I also just love you know, the atmosphere of a good restaurant and food and wine and all that kind of stuff, so I like that. Um as far as disciplining, you know, like I said you know, people, when you discipline your child, first of all, when you have children, you know, a part of your life is to have to be put on hold. And and I know a lot of people don't like doing that, especially now that we have so many younger parents. But your life really kind of halts a part of your life that used to be you, such as being single and partying and whatever. I mean, we have to work, so we have to get out there. We have to continue to do that. But uh, the bulk of our time after that is spent making sure our children don't get pregnant, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. don't get killed, if at all possible, and then just understand their life while they're here. And that takes a lot of focus. So when you get to a level of um, having to do what this young lady did to her child, then, um, then something, you've gone off the rails. 
something has gone, you know, seriously wrong. And, you know, we, as a parent, you do, you do what you can. You know, like I said, you can't be there 24 hours a day, so you do what you can. And um, to keep them alive, basically, and that's figuratively and literally. But in the end, something like that is just ridiculous. Some, yeah, I know you guys said something about, um, you know, the 15 minutes of fame. Maybe, you know, quite frankly. Yeah. I mean, what 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 uh, other what would really be the motivation for you doing that? I mean, outside of, yes, you're trying to shame them. But, you know, I actually even, I would feel more inclined for the person who shames their kid to stand out in front of the school or something and say, I lied. 20 times or something. I mean, I don't like that either, but um, to me that's a little different. It's more localized, I guess, than than the social media. So that's not, it's not a good idea, you know. But anyway, good show, and um, I look forward to the next one. Gracias, mi amiga. Eminem? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, uh, great show. I, I love the diversity of the topics. And for people just tuning in or listen to the podcast or whatever for the first time, that's what made this show unique. You know, the 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 the, the topics are diverse, the the guests are, are great, and uh, myself is you know superb. So you can't go wrong with that combination. <laughs> but uh, as far as the food, man, you know, everybody had you know just great things to say about the food. It's really not a lot of stuff you can say about the food other than it would just be nice if healthy stuff was more affordable because I love mm-hmm. all type of uh, veggies and fruits and shit like that. And, but it's funny, I can buy ghetto food at a third of the price of most health food. So that's, you know, stuff that I really, really would enjoy eating. I rarely get to eat it, you know. Otherwise, I couldn't keep the damn lights on. Um as far as like uh you know, real good points about the social media, you know, bashing or whatever you wanna call it. And uh uh I think everybody had good points, but one thing I like to just throw out there to people that might be listening that might be doing it all on your own or just really can't figure out certain things. Everybody's raised different, but I've been a parent a long time. I've been working with kids a long time, running youth programs for a while. Um, one common denominator I noticed, but it's nothing new about this, is a lot of times the more occupied a kid is with some type of activity, whatever that is, doesn't necessarily have to be athletics. It could be the chess club, tennis, anything, uh, uh, academic stuff, challenge bowl, whatever it is, more so than not, most kids that are not involved in anything are more inclined to get into uh, things like, you know, uh, drugs or, you know, uh, talking to if they're a girl, talking to boys that's way older than them, all that kind of stuff. You just don't wake up one night and say, well, you know, hey, I'm 13, and my other peers is just now hugging somebody, and I'm already talking about, you know, you know, sexing with a, you know, 25-year-old man. You don't mm-hmm. just do that overnight. I'm sorry. People can sugarcoat this shit all they want to. That just don't happen overnight. I know I was a managed motherfucker, and, and it's certain stuff I wouldn't do at 13. So, uh, you know, so, uh, <laughs> you know, so that, because 
to get like that, and it, it's not down in the parents or nothing like that, but to get like that, that means that you've had to kind of been like free, free in some ways for a couple of maybe years. You know, you just don't, you know, that's just like who says, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I like to use a lot of analogies. Most things is a progression. Like your very very first drink normally is not going to be ever clear. The first time somebody experimented with drugs is probably not going to be, you know, sticking a hair and needle up up on your veins on your nuts or something. Just this extreme four-hour stuff. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, when these when these dope fiends run out of veins and shit, you know they start sticking needles in eye spots. And uh, when some men they they like to use the vein on their on their nuts and shit. Okay. Uh, yeah, hey. talk to full exclusive. Learn and... something new every day. <laughs> some things you don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh. And now that we have a new term on the show called a foodie, so I guess someone who likes to drink is that a drinky or alcoholic? <laughs> <laughs> a drinky. Oh Lord. Okay. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Eminem. <laughs> and Doctor Willis shut it down for me. Um, first section. So I'm gonna take this moment just to uh, show love to. The fellow on my show legends and to the host UQ. Uh thanks for the platform, you know what I'm saying? I love the the interesting and refreshing perspectives that everybody bring to the table. And, you know, Eminem keeping us going with his jokes and stuff. <laughs> I love that. So don't you know, y'all keep that up and I just wanna, you know, give you guys y'all five minutes of fame. All right. Uh as far as the uh discipline thing <laughs> I think that um I think that uh, what, what we got off track is we're trying to punish kids to hurt them. And okay. We get away from them. We need to rewind, and, and we need to punish kids and be productive while doing it. Uh, I.e., you know, let's let you know what what's the one thing the kids hate to do the most? They hate chores. They hate tasks. You know, you got something that needs to be done around the house. Guess what? That's their punishment. You know. Or if you want to take all this stuff out of the room, you want to punish them, you know, ground them for a week, you know, let's bring that back. Bring grounding back. But, you know, make them move out their beds and make them move out the dresses, you know, make, put them to work, something that they hate to do. And, and I think that would be a whole lot more effective than trying to punish them to hurt them. You know, make them go out and rake the yard. You know, whatever it is that you got, you know, that you need to do, that have done around the house, you know, have them do that. And then once the punishment phase is over with, sit them down and show them what they've done. You know, say, hey, look, this is what you did. You know, you made the yard look good. <laughs> you know, something. You know, I mean, you know, to, to you know, soothe it over or whatever. But either way it go, we need to get away from punishing kids to hurt them. You know, that's never effective, and it never will be effective. You know, we punish to teach a lesson, but we also punish in a productive uh, manner. And I think that mm-hmm. once we get back to that, once we bring that back, we don't have to do the things such as you know, uh, social media shaming and things like that because. Like I said, if it works, it's going to work. But if it fails, it's going to fail miserably. We're going to create some little, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer's and shit running around here. So I don't think that, you know, that that's going to, you know, I don't think that's going to work, you know, uh, uh, overall on a grander scale. So, you know, make it so short. But, you know, that's my two cents on the uh, subject. <laughs> and okay. I appreciate that, Dr. Willis. All right. And I appreciate all the contributions, everyone. 
my thanks to my sponsors, truthdevour.com, searchforithere.com, and liquidlifedrops.us, along with The Crystal Show. Airs Thursdays on Blog Talk Radio at 9 p.m. Eastern. Thanks to my show legends, callers, and tweet chatters for participating on tonight's show. The upcoming show schedule can be found at TalkToQ.com. If you want to hear previous shows, then subscribe to me on iTunes or Stitcher Radio and get caught up. Everyone have a good night. Thanks for everything, show legends. Peace out. Talk to you tomorrow. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. Well, I am pro-woman, but I'm not anti-man. I know the value of a good man. You know, we need more shows like this because people need as much relationship help out there as they can get.